Hello, this is Yusra from newsroundly.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 29th of August. India reported 45,083 COVID-19 cases and 460 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total case tally in the country is 3.27 crore and the death toll stands at 4.38 lakh. Kerala accounted for the most number of new infections this week. On Saturday, the state government reinstated the night curfew from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. after recording over 30,000 cases for the fourth consecutive day. This will come into effect from Monday. The center on Sunday extended the suspension on international scheduled commercial flights till 30th September owing to the coronavirus pandemic. As per the latest circular of the Directorate General of Civil Aviation, the ban shall remain in place till 30th September 2021. However, it will not apply to cargo flights and those approved by the regulatory body. Following the police lathi charge against protesting farmers on Saturday, the farmers unions heavily criticized the Haryana administration in a scheduled mahapanchayat held at the new district of Haryana on Sunday. On Saturday, the Haryana police cracked down on a farmers protest in Karnal, leaving several injured in a lathi charge at the Bastara toll plaza on the national highway. Karnal Subdivisional Magistrate Ayush Sinha was caught on video instructing police officers to hit farmers on their heads if they tried to breach a barricade during the protest. The farmers were protesting against a BJP meeting on the forthcoming panchayat polls which was being chaired by Chief Minister Manohar Lal Khattar. The farmers attempted to gather outside the Prem Plaza Hotel in Karnal where the meeting was being held, but when they could not reach there, they blocked the national highway at the Bastara Toll Plaza. In an attempt to disperse the crowd and lift the blockade, the police lathi charged the farmers, which left several heavily injured, who were later taken to the nearby hospital by fellow protesters. Rakesh Tikhet, Darshan Pal, Joginder Singh Ugrahan, Yogendra Yadav, and other top leaders from the Samyukt Kisan Morcha were present at Sunday's Mahapanchayat, which also marked nine months of the farmers' agitation against the new agricultural laws. Tikhet. who met the injured protesters from Saturday demanded the dismissal of the subdivisional magistrate according to an ANI report Haryana deputy chief minister Dushyant Chautala said that the subdivisional magistrate's actions were condemnable and promised that action would be taken against the officer farmers bodies blocked the Jalandhar Delhi highway for 2 hours to protest the violence while in neighboring Punjab Bharatiya Kisan Union chief Joginder Ugrahan also announced that farmers would block roads and highways for 2 hours in the state Speaking of violence, a video of a Bengal seller being mercilessly beaten in Indore went viral last week. Several communally polarizing narratives emerged in the wake of the incident. The Bengal seller was also slapped with a molestation case. What is the truth of the matter? What really happened in Indore? Read Prateek Goel's report on newsroundly.com titled Indore: How a Bengal seller was thrashed by a mob and then arrested for molestation. This report is also available in Hindi on hindi.newsroundly.com. To find the facts over the din of disinformation, you need independent journalism that has the resources to support factual reports. And to be able to continue to serve you with these reports, we need your continued support. So consider subscribing to Newsroundly and encourage your friends and family to do the same. Hit that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of the website and pay to keep news free. In yet another eventful day for India at the Tokyo Paralympics, para-athlete Nishad Kumar won a silver medal in the T46 high jump event at the Olympic Stadium today on Sunday. Nishad made a jump of 2.06 meter, creating a new Asian record. Another Indian athlete, Rampal Chahar, finished at the fifth spot in the same event. Nishad earned a congratulatory tweet from the Prime Minister on winning the silver medal. PM Narendra Modi tweeted, 
More joyful news comes from Tokyo. Absolutely delighted that Nishat Kumar wins the silver medal in men's high jump T46. He is a remarkable athlete with outstanding skills and tenacity. Congratulations to him. Earlier in the day, India's para table tennis player Bhavana won silver as she lost the gold medal match to China's Zhu Ying 3-0 in the women's single class 4 on Sunday. With this silver medal, Bhavana is the first table tennis player ever to win a medal at the Paralympics for India and the second female athlete after Paralympic Committee of India chief Deepa Malik to achieve this feat. Deepa had won silver at Rio 2016 in women's short put. According to the Times of India, viral fever in West UP has killed 50 people in the past week, including 26 children. Health officials have confirmed that at least 50 people in Agra, Firozabad, Mathura, Mainpuri, Ita, and Kasganj died after reporting high fever, dehydration, and a sudden drop in their platelet count. Health officials stated that while the viral fever cases have been reported from Eastern UP as well, Gonda, Basti, Deoria, Balia. Azamgarh, Sultanpur, Jaunpur and Ghazipur, Western UP districts are the worst affected. Agra has also been admitting viral fever patients with similar symptoms from the neighboring districts of Rajasthan and Madhya Pradesh as well. Firozabad has reported 25 deaths, which is the highest number so far. The city's CMO Dr. Neeta Kulshrest said that none of them tested positive for COVID-19. The cause of death is being investigated. 12 teams of doctors and health staffers and all auxiliary nurse midwives and asha workers have been put on this in rural areas. Assam's flood situation continues to deteriorate affecting over 2.25 lakh people so far. According to the daily bulletin issued by the Assam State Disaster Management Agency, the overall flood situation in Assam worsened on Saturday as the rising Brahmaputra River and its tributaries inundated vast tracts in 15 districts of the state. The current wave of floods was triggered by continuous heavy rainfall in the catchment areas. It has now hit Baksa, Barpeta, Biswanath, Bongaigaon, Chirang, Dhimaji, Dibrugarh, Golaghat, Jorhat, Lakhimpur, Majuli, Morigaon, Sivasagar, Sonitpur, and Tinsukhia districts and affecting 512 villages under 34 revenue circles in them. Officials stated that a total of 6898 people have taken shelter in 62 relief camps set up by the district administrations of Bongaigaon, Chirang, Dhimaji and Majuli, while relief centers have been kept ready in Baksa, Dibrugarh and Jorhat. A total of 1.34 lakh animals have been affected by the current wave of flood. According to an ANI report, a new 7.5 km line of the Bengaluru Metro Rail was inaugurated today on Sunday in the presence of Chief Minister of Karnataka Basavaraj Bommai, Union Minister Hardeep Singh Puri, Revenue Minister R. Ashok, South Bengaluru MP Tejasvi Surya, and Minister of Housing V. Somanna. The new purple line, whose construction began in February 2016, will now be open to passengers from 30th August 2021. All stations of the new purple line offer the service of bus bays, pick-up and drop areas for taxi and autos, and facilities like ramps, lifts, tactile routing, and earmarked spaces in trains for differently abled persons. Israeli planes struck Hamas militant targets in the Gaza Strip early on Sunday, hours after violent clashes between Palestinian protesters and troops along the border. The Israeli military said in a statement that planes bombed a Hamas militant facility in the Gaza Strip as a response to the launching of incendiary balloons into southern Israel and also for the violent protests staged for the second consecutive week. On Saturday, 
Hundreds of Hamas-backed activists staged a nighttime protest along the Israeli border, throwing explosives towards Israeli forces who responded with live fire. Gaza health officials said that three people were injured by Israeli fire. Additional protests were planned throughout the week. Organizers have said that the protests are meant to increase pressure on Israel to lift its blockade of the Palestinian territory. With foreign troops all but gone, the Taliban are set to form a new cabinet in Afghanistan. According to Reuters, most countries except the United States have said that they have completed their evacuation mission in Afghanistan by now, while the US too is expected to take the last of its troops out of Kabul airport by Wednesday morning. As a result, the Taliban have now said that they are preparing for a new cabinet, though the exact timing of its formation is unclear. On 20th August, Reuters news agency quoted Zabuhullah Mujahid, the main spokesperson for the Taliban, as saying that the announcement would be made in the coming week, but he later in a voice message clarified that the group is looking to confirm the makeup of the new cabinet in one or two weeks. On Saturday, Mujahid also informed Reuters that all relevant announcements regarding the new cabinet would be made soon. The Taliban have, by now, appointed governors and police chiefs in all but one of Afghanistan's 34 provinces, he said. That's all the news we have for you today. Keep safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.